WHHH-FM Indianapolis. It's time to take a look at what's going on in and around Indy. It's Open Lines, your eye on the community on High 96.3. Hold up. And good morning to you, Indianapolis. It is the first Sunday in May, May 2nd, 2021. We've got a great show for you uh, today. A lot of things to talk about. Some uh, organizations who are really trying to help out the community as we try to get through what we hope is the end of the pandemic. And I'm talking about Indigo and the new efforts that they have to make it even easier for you to be able to get the vaccine how the transit system and the health department are working together to help you. I'll explain all of that coming up when we talk with Leslie Gordon of Indigo and one of our favorite area community leaders, Ashley Gerbitz. That is coming up here in just a couple of minutes. Also later in the show, uh, our friends to the north. If you are on the north side of Indianapolis or Marion County, or if you live in Hamilton County, then you've probably heard about several changes some of the school districts have been making. Some of them are getting praise. Some of them are getting the exact opposite. And I'm talking about what's going on at Carmel Clay Schools and at Hamilton Southeastern. Both two school districts who have uh, taken equity, diversity, and inclusion very, very seriously as the population in Hamilton County has got far more diverse over the past 10 years. HSC bringing in its first black superintendent and Dr. Yvonne Stokes. They also have their own EDI uh, director and Carmel has one too. But as you can imagine, not everybody is happy about that while some people are singing the praises. So the conversation we'll have this morning on the radio is why? Why is this controversial? What are some of us missing? We'll try to make that make sense when we talk with you when we open the phone lines. But first this morning, Uh, As we are in that first portion of May, uh, every time I get on Facebook, I am reminded of where we were last year. We were in a heavy lockdown. Uh, We were told to stay inside of the house. And really, that's my favorite part uh, of the pandemic because it was so simple. I know it was, uh, you know, scary for a lot of people. It was unprecedented. We didn't know what we were going into. And we, you know, we were allegedly told by some folks, a couple weeks, we'll be back to work once this thing calms down. Uh, But here we are more than a year later. I think we're at like week 64 since uh, folks were sent home. Uh, So 60 weeks later, here we are. We got a vaccine um, and the vaccine is readily available. But we do know, as we talked last week on the show, not everybody has gotten that vaccine or is lining up to get that vaccine. In fact, there appears to now be more uh, supply than there is demand. Uh, So why is that? That's a question we've talked about. But one of the things we asked was, have we made sure that that vaccine is readily available everywhere? And in some cases, maybe that answer is no. But Indigo and the Marion County Public Health Department have teamed up to make sure that that is not an issue, at least on one particular part of town, to explain how they're doing that and exactly what that means I'm joined this morning on our live line by the vice president. This woman got a promotion, y'all, at Indigo, the vice president of marketing and communications. She is Leslie Gordon. She joins us on the live line along with Ashley Gerbitz, one of our favorite community leaders. Ladies, good morning. Good morning. Congratulations, uh, uh, 
Vice President uh, Gordon on your new promotion. Thank you so much. That never gets old to hear. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds good. You've worked hard for it because every time I've called, because we, we've had a, you've had an interesting uh, past couple of months there at Indigo, and so you have been there. Whenever I've had questions, we've talked on the phone for a long time trying to get to the bottom of things. So thank you, and same to Ashley. She's a person who I know I can call when I need a little perspective or information on what's going on on uh, the near east side or the northeast side of town. Ashley Gervitz is there. Ladies, so tell us about this um, th- this partnership. How are the how is the buses uh, and the transit system, Leslie, helping with vaccines? Yeah, this is a, a really exciting partnership with Marion County Health Department. They are trying to expand their imprint in getting the vaccine out to our residents, and we have some space. So our east side um, campus at 9503 East 33rd Street is now a vaccination site. And you're able to schedule your appointment. Um, you can do that at rshot.in.gov. And they are open um, five days a week, Tuesday through Saturday, for you to uh, schedule that appointment and come and get your vaccine. And you can take the 87 to get there. So you mentioned this new east side location. A lot of people were like, what east side location? What are you talking about? What are you talking about, Leslie? Right. So um, our east side campus, we actually just um, purchased a new facility. It's also known as the old Celadon facility. And we um, have not fully moved in there yet. So we were able to partner with the health department to use that space as a vaccination site. So before you guys are even up and running, the, the the before the first bus, I assume, parks on that lot, this is going to be a, a spot to folks for folks to come and, and get the vaccine. Is that what I'm understanding? Correct. Yep. We're not um, fully transitioned into that area yet. We still have um, our site on Washington. And so it made some sense to help the community and help that area use that space while we had it and it's created a lot of room for distancing um, for the people to flow in and out and wait that 15 minutes after they get their shot there's plenty of parking it's really become a pretty ideal location um why did you guys decide to do this right um a couple of things i guess we decided to move because we with the, our expansion of our service and our network as we continue to grow and try to grow and we add these um, BRT lines, we're going to need more room. We have more operators, more buses, um, yeah, more staff. So we just needed to be able to spread out a little bit. All right. So, and, you, so you've got the space. Why have you decided to use that space for the pandemic when you could have just, you know, done other things? Could have mind your own business, I guess, right? Yeah. You know, <laughs> we try to mind our own business. So we really do. <laughs> but, We would consider this part of our business. Um, A lot of our riders um, needed access to the vaccine, and we want to make sure that we're able to get people around the city safely, protect our operators. So more people that are vaccinated and more people that have access allows us to do that. So we're glad to be a partner and share that space so that more people can um, can get that shot if they choose to. So, Ashley, what's going on um, on, on, on your end of town? I know you literally have the, 
the pulse of the area. Are people uh, able to g- get the vaccine? Or are there a lot of things on the east side and the northeast yeah. side like this? Or is, or is this kind of a rare thing? Well, you know, I can tell you efforts are underway every day trying to identify one. How do we get such a, um, you know, paramount vaccination to every resident here within Marion County? Now, let's be honest here within um, many pockets of our community. We do have communities of color of which that may be very much afraid to look to get to the vaccine, but most importantly, have access. So to see that a trusted partner for many, like Indigo, with the ability of creating access, this is just a great blessing to see that we have another spot to help see that primary barriers um, can be overcome and we can get those in line to be able to move our operations forward. So it's really exciting to hear about this, but most in particular, like Indigo, again, um, has the option, like where, as you said, they could have just kind of minded their own business, Mm -hmm. but instead they realized the importance of being able to help move us all forward. So why not? If the the space is ability, um, plus again, they can be trusted um, to know who they partner with and our county has really done a lot to help dispel a lot of those things. I think we all win um, as a whole here throughout Indianapolis and Marion County as a whole. 317-239-9696, 317-239-9696. That's the number to call to get on the air this morning. If you've got a question for Indigo, uh, we are on this morning talking with the Vice President of Marketing and Marketing and Communications, Leslie Gordon, as well as Ashley Gervitz, one of our strongest community leaders in Indy, as they talk about this new effort from Indigo to open up their new east side location as a site where you can come drive up or get the vaccine and Leslie, as you said, you can either come in your car and are you getting the shot in your car? And then what happens if you come on the bus, which you said Route 87 will take you right there? Yes. So you can take the bus or um, you can drive to the site in your car. It's not a drive through. You do go in, but they have a really good flow laid out. So you can come in one side and come around the other. Plenty of parking. So this isn't just for bus riders. This is for anyone that needs a shot, especially on the east side. Yeah, it makes a a whole lot of sense to put this in in a community that we've talked so much about that uh, we know who lives on that side of town. It's predominantly black and brown communities, and we know they've been disproportionately affected by uh, the coronavirus and now underperforming with getting the vaccine. So this should help with that. 317-239-9696. 317-239-9696. We got a caller, a couple of callers coming in. Uh, let's see what happens when we press line one. Good morning. You know, our uh, health director here in Marion County was on a program last week, Community Connection, on the 29th of April, I think. And she said that uh, it was not good to take one vaccination on top of another one. So uh, back a while ago when she was on, she said it was all all right to get the flu vaccine and the coronavirus uh, vaccine at the same time. So there's so many contradictions. And as far as Indigo goes, their buses are empty, Cameron. Going around town, 80% of their money comes from uh, subsidizing by the taxpayers 
And the people that voted for the referendum, by the way, are now being heavily taxed because of that. So I just can't see how Radio One can justify having people in your studio that are promoting tax raises and supporting uh, regentrification by their, uh, their referendums and also the public schools by their referendum for transportation, which is now being squandered on other things. So, uh, you know. Hey, what are you just, talking I'm, about? I'm worried about I'm worried about Radio One and hey, the message that it's preparing. What are you talking about? What are you I'm talking, talking about? about the referendum that uh, Indigo supported have definitely jacked up our property taxes. You mean and the I one can't people voted for? The yeah, one that sixty? I can't see how, a hey, time job, hey, a time hey, stop job talking! On people. Hey, stop! Stop talking for a second. You want to call and you want to rant? Talk for a second. What are you okay. talking about? Indigo had Indigo. Hey, let me talk. Indigo had a referendum years ago that 60% of the voters voted for. And so what are you talking about saying, what does this have to do with IPS? What are you talking about? Well, you know, there's infomercials on the radio all the time. And there's meetings that you go to and they ask you to fill out a a blank paper with your question on that. And you're not going to be able to do that very well. So what they've done is a con job. And they use black people, of course, to do it. Now our tax rates are being skyrocketing, and uh, uh, Radio One supported that mess. They supported it, and you're supposed to be helping the black community, Cameron. Radio One is supposed to be helping the black community, and all I can see is they're doing everything they can do to confound and increase our taxes and uh, advertise us the most vile and uh, vicious uh, garbage over the over your stations. Every day, and I mean, it's sickening. It's really sickening. And you promoted the uh, the uh, uh, referendum for the schools. Now it was supposed to be for transportation. Now IPS has got a lockdown and making our kids get on Indigo. And if they take the Indigo pass, the yellow buses can pass them right by, just like they've done doing segregation. So you just go up to School 84 in there in the rich white folks' neighborhood, and you'll see how uh, a, a district school is conducted, right? And we're driving our kids to the school to prison pipelines, which is the his or her arts academy, which is the pilot school. All right. Over here Once where again, I live, you've gone off. You've gone off. I, I wanted to let you talk for a second to see what you're talking about because you keep calling. Let's. I got, we got to take a break from Larry because nothing you even say makes sense. It has nothing to do with what we were talk, even talking about when we talk about what we're doing for the black community. And I'm not going to take the bait. On Larry, But when we talk about um, the black community, we're doing an entire segment so that the black community that Larry says nobody's caring about can know that there are uh, vaccines readily available right there in their neighborhood. They don't even have to leave to go get their name to get this vaccine because it's in their neighborhood. Uh, Further, I don't we're not even talking about IPS. We haven't had IPS on this show in over a year. So don't call here with that because. We're derailing something that's really good and helpful to uh, the black community, whether they if they want it or not, that's up to them. But here we are giving something positive, letting folks know, hey, here's something good. And then you talk about these referendums and things that you don't even know what you're talking about. A referendum is something that the people vote on. Nevertheless, we're going to take a Larry break. It's May 2nd. Hopefully, uh, if, if all possible, let's avoid Larry conversations for the next month. That it, it, it's, it's too much. Now, 
other callers, you can call back 317-239-9696, Positive things happening in the community, and we're not going to stop talking about them because uh, somebody doesn't like it. We got an awesome thing. That's all we've asked is for people to to look out for our uh, communities, and, and that's what is happening with Indigo. 317-239-9696, 317-239-9696, Leslie, uh, what is the hours, the times, the days that people can either drive up to get this or they can uh, take the bus to come and get this? Yeah, that's a a great question. (laughs) So um, this clinic, like I said, is open five days a week. They open on Tuesdays. They're closed Sunday and Monday. But Tuesday from 10 to 6. Then Wednesday and Thursday, they're open a little later, um, 11 to 17. So you can go after work. Then Friday, 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. And Saturday, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. So Ashley... Oh, go ahead. No, no, no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Madam Vice President. No, I was just going to say definitely make that scheduled appointment. Get the right. Um... Ashley, what I wanted to ask you was was you you, you uh, see this every day. You've been one of the people who have been fighting and been very vocal to make mm-hmm. sure people in certain parts of our town get what they need. What's What's the real scoop? Well, uh, the real scoop is this, is um, I actually want to take a moment to applaud Indigo and their efforts, because one of the big things we often talk about in the city is that we're resource rich, but we're systems poor. The mere fact Mm. that we have an organization like Indigo willing to step up at the mere fact of we can all find our mutual investments. So let me go back to their first, uh, you know, referendum. I would love to see that 25, uh, 25 cents for every uh, $100 out of an annual may be able to help make sure uh, the kids that don't have access to readily get to school, they're getting to school. Now, of recent times, the argument has been, how do we see that our underground infrastructure that's been needing to be repaired? Great example, down East 38th Street that's been neglected for decades can get the help. Their partnership along with our federal partners, we're able to help acquire those dollars. I'm very happy to know that with that partnership as well, we talk about the lack of infrastructure sidewalks. So we don't have mothers with babies going down the street have to stumble and, you know, increase their odds of safety. We'll have brand new sidewalks. We'll have great ways of connecting neighborhood to neighborhood, but most in particular, now resource to resource. It's one thing as an organization to say that what they will do, but it's another when they actually deliver. So I want to take a moment to say thank you and to go because you're not waiting until the physical comes in to take care of your people. You're doing it now. So I'm just really excited to see um, our organization here within Northeast Indy has always made sure if we need to have those tough conversations. <laughs> Leslie has never neglected a single call and always says, I understand, and has delivered things to make sure people are being put first here. So 
we got a lot underway. Um, and let's see with this first rollout, even on the educational tip of seeing our families not have to worry about interrupting job schedules to get their kids home. That we have, again, our taxpayer dollars taking care of our kids. How do we make sure we can continue that in to other charter-based organizations after school care so we know as a city we can be one and that our families continue to be whole? And, again, I'm just thankful that Indigo is willing to take the, the innovative steps of utilizing their access uh, through transportation to help make our lives better. So. Thank you. <laughs> More phone calls, 317-239-9696, 317-239-9696. Good morning. You're live on the air. Who's this? Good morning, Cameron. How you doing? Hey, Imhotep. How Brother are you? Imhotep, thanks for my call. I just wanted to add that I remember uh, in Gary, I, I got, uh, we had the district three drawn. Mm-hmm. Uh, seven, seven, 19, it had to be 1980. Uh, and, and I caught the city bus. Gary City Bus to junior high school, and I I enjoyed it. I, I didn't catch the the um, the uh, regular school bus. I had to catch the city bus because I was I had to go out of the, into a new area. So I don't I don't I mean if they get it together and get it right, it shouldn't should be actually probably a lot of better for people because you have more buses per se and you have uh, a longer period of time in case there's after school activities like I play sports so. I'd have to worry about missing the school bus at a certain time. I, the, the city bus was still coming at various times. So I don't know how it would go here. I'm just trying to see because there are some parents that are worried mm-hmm. and talked about it. But other than that, we you know we just got to try to just work through and, and figure out what's going on. And for the for the most part, I mean, I'll just leave with this: <laughs> we wouldn't be able to have any discourse or any type of conversation if it wasn't for the great work of Radio One, be it agree or disagree. And we can disagree without being disagreeable. And sometimes my people have some type of learning uh, deficits to don't understand how to be dis- to disagree without being disagreeable and without being uh, uh, intolerant to listening. And that's probably a lot of the problems in the world, lack of listening. Ted Cruz said he's not accepting any money from the corporations anymore. Okay, we'll see how that's going to go. But that's that's part of the problem. No one listens. So thank you all for letting us talk, and we should listen more and thank us for listening to you all. Appreciate it. Imhotep, thank you for the call, sir. I appreciate it. Uh, let's get one more call before we wrap up this segment, 317-239-9696, 317-239-9696. Caller on line two. Good morning. You're live on the air. Who's this? Good morning. I'm on the air now. Yes, you are live on the air. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, I'm glad that you did what you did, and um, it's good that they're doing what they're doing, and we appreciate the good work. And There's always going to be some people that uh, be negative on the radio, and we know that. But anyway, I'm grateful that they are. Uh, I hope that they're going to take the shot because it's good, and I think we got a lot of mixed emotions of people kind of scared about the, cl- the blood clot, but mm-hmm. I hope that they explain it, and, and you know, and people will We'll take a shot. I had mine. I had a Johnson Johnson shot. It didn't affect me any, and I'm doing all right. I'm 66 years old, and it helps my uh, condition. You know, I got diabetes and asthma, but I think I think y'all doing a good job, and you just keep the good work up. That's all I wanted to say. Hey, I appreciate the call. Thank you so much. Uh, all right. Leslie, one more time as we wrap up, uh, what, what's the when and where? What's the first day? 
Yeah, so the site is open. So this Tuesday, um, you can start, I mean, you can start making your appointments now, but um, it'll be open on Tuesday through Saturday, and it should be there at least through May, if not into June. All right. Hey, this is what community organizations and city organizations are supposed to come together and do, and that is to help the people. And anytime somebody's helping the people, you are always welcome to come on this show because that's what we do. We serve the community. We tell you who is helping to serve the community. That's why you come. That's why we're here. Leslie and Ashley, ladies, thank you so much. And thank you uh, for always seeing that we have this space available. Absolutely. Always here every Sunday, live at 8. And if you catch me on a day like today, I might kind of be ready to pop off because I had some sleep last night. So, you know, it just depends on what on what day you caught me. So thank you. <laughs> Thank you. We appreciate it. All right. So much more coming up on the show here uh, this morning. And it actually kind of flows into the conversation we've already been having about equity, diversity and inclusion. And um, as we've already witnessed here this morning, even just saying that sometimes uh, can be upsetting to people. And that has been the case uh, for our county to the north of Marion County there in Hamilton County. Uh There's been some controversy and some praise as that area gets more diverse. But what I'm trying to figure out, what I want to hear from you is, what's the controversy? What's the issue? We'll talk about that when we come back. You can call me 317-239-9696. More of The Open Line Show when we talk with you is coming up. to hear from you your thoughts your views your voice we are your eye on the community it's open lines on hot 96.3 let's get back to open lines your eye on the community on hot 96.3 and we are back this is Open Lines on May 2nd, 2021. I'm Cameron Roto coming to you live from downtown Indianapolis at the WTLC and Hot 96.3 studios. And we're having a good conversation because the phone lines have been ringing the entire time we've been on the air. And we will get to some of those calls here uh, coming up. You can join them by calling 317-239-9696, 317-239-9696. That's the number to get on the air. And with the phone lines are too jammed like they are right now, Go ahead and send me a tweet at Open Line Show or at Cameron Riddle. And while you have your phone in your hand, make sure you subscribe to the Open Line Show wherever it is you get your podcast because you never know who we're going to have or what they're going to say and what you're going to miss. Just search Open Lines Show anywhere you get your podcast. All right. Uh, more to talk about here on the show this morning. At the top of the show, I was telling you about some things that are going on up in uh, Noblesville, in uh, Carmel, in Fishers. That's Hamilton Southeastern School District and the Carmel Clay Schools District. Both of them have been in the headlines recently for uh, the actions they have taken uh, to stay with the times, literally stay with the data. In the past 10 years, uh, the black and brown, and when I say black and brown, I mean black and brown, uh, those populations have grown exponentially uh, in Hamilton County. And so if that means that's growing, 
That means the diversity inside of the schools are is growing. And so the districts, you know, have both come across a little couple of bumps in the roads and some things that didn't go so well for HSE. It was a couple of decisions that their superintendent uh, decided to do. And since then, uh, they have uh, hired uh, their first equity, diversity, and inclusion officer. She is a black woman. Her name is Nataki Pettigrew. She's already in that job. HSC is the second largest school uh, district, uh, well, the third, excuse me, third largest school district uh, in the state. And for the first time, they have now hired their um, first black superintendent who was also a black woman. Yvonne Stokes hasn't officially started her job there yet, but uh, she's already getting a warm welcome from from parents um, who are ready to see a change, who are ready to see some representation that looks like them. But meanwhile, next door over in Carmel, they've also um, hired their own equity, diversity and inclusion officer. Uh, And that's caused a lot of controversy. And I want to play a story for you. If you haven't heard about this, we'll talk about all this together, because what I'm trying to figure out is what is the controversy? Because I'm not I'm not fully, fully getting it. So let's hear what's going on up there in Hamilton County, where it's getting a little more diverse and the school district's trying to keep up. But as you'll see in this report from WRTV's Stephanie Wade, not everybody's having it. And with that, we will get started. This is video from Monday night's Carmel Clay School Board meeting. Parents sharing in the public comment portion of the meeting why they feel the new Diversity, Equity and Inclusion or DEI officer hired just this past January should be removed. DEI leads to the suppression of free speech and civil exchange of ideas and the rise of cancel culture. Calling the efforts political, divisive and emphasized differences between students leading to intolerance and bullying. I was appalled with the email when it stated that the DEI would be working with the assistant superintendent to diversify our staff through new teacher hiring. What happened to hiring the best and brightest? What does race or gender have to do with teaching our children how to read and write? They want the position removed and condemned critical race theory, a concept that examines systematic racism as part of American life. District leaders stress they do not teach critical race theory and the DEI work in no way changes the curriculum. This is going in the wrong direction and will be the destruction of our schools, community, and most importantly, our children and our future generations. Not my child, not my school. I was shocked. I was thinking, are we in 1960s United States? Or are we in 2021? Other parents in the district. What I heard, what I listened to was nothing but really anger and hostility and misinformation. Todd Crosby was at the school board meeting. We all need to empathize with each other. And what I heard on Monday was zero empathy um, for what a program like this can do for our youth. Terry Roberts Leonard was hired by the district in January as its first DEI officer. She has so far held multiple trainings and events, including an Excellence in Equity series for staff on topics of allyship, intersectionality, and microaggressions, something the Crosbys are pleased about. I think coming from a 
a pretty non-diverse community, I just think it is a positive thing that can only make us grow. The superintendent says he wants students to feel included. The Crosbys and others feel some parents might be misunderstanding the role of the DEI officer, saying this ensures a safe learning environment for all students. I think if more of the parents knew about the things that are happening at the schools that are impacting the minorities and LGBTQ communities, they might understand why they think there's a need for an officer because since they're not a part of that community, they don't necessarily know how these kids are being hurt and impacted. I would say we absolutely need a DEI officer, given the implicit bias exist in, and mark my word, implicit bias exist in Carmel Clay schools. Dr. Nandini Baumick has a doctorate in education, teaching, and learning, and a daughter in the district. She says all staff need to be trained in how to deal with students from different cultural backgrounds. Teachers, they're afraid they're going to say the wrong thing. They don't know how to handle it. They say DEI work should be bipartisan and hope it's here to stay. I just want open heart, you know, get rid of all the hate. Let's see what we can do to make this a better place. Stephanie Wade, WRTV. All right, so that's one of the things going on in one school district there in Hamilton County. So that was from Carmel Clay Schools. And then next door, you've got Hamilton Southeastern. That's where they have the new black superintendent and black EDI uh, director. That one, I would say, has gotten uh, she's been warm, more warmly welcome with with some praise. Now, of course, there are people who are upset about it, but they have not got that kind of reaction. What you just saw at Carmel, because they have an EDI director who started earlier this year, that has not happened yet in HSC. But. This is a conversation in multiple school districts there because how those demographics have changed. In 2000, the population in all of Hamilton County, so remember, that's Carmel, that's Noblesville, Noblesville, that's Fishers, um, that's Westfield. The population in 2000 was 1.5% black. Fast forward to 2019, it is now 4.5. So we went from 1.5 to 4.5. As far as the Latino population, it has gone from 1.5 in 2000 to 4.3 here in 2019. So you are seeing uh, that there is there is a growth and there is a need to stay with the times. Why is that controversial? That is the question for you. Now, our phone lines have been hot all morning, so I know we're going to have to go through a couple of calls uh, with folks who have something to say about the, the last conversation. But chime in on this one as well. Uh, let's have this conversation. Why? Is this controversial? Uh, 317-239-9696. 317-239-9696. That's the number to call. Or you can send me a tweet at Open Line Show or at Cameron Riddle on Twitter. Let's go to the calls, phone lines for the rest of the show and see what you think. Caller on line one. Good morning. You're live on the air. Who's this? Hey, Cameron. How you doing this morning? I'm good. How are you, sir? I'm doing great. This is Paul calling. Um, you know that five-page letter that you received from me. That's a real letter. It did go to the president, et cetera. But I want, I want, I just wanted to say that you know we should look at this whole political situation because we, as black folk or brown folks, these people probably up in Carmel feel like they are forcing us on them, and I can kind of understand that a little bit. But if we're going to start uh, 
uh, including, if we're going to be included in the conversation, then our real history needs to be taught in school. We need to be made whole. So we don't have to be in competition with no other race or no, we, we won't have to be doing these sorts of things. And the last thing I want to say is, is that uh, some of you people that do have complaints or anxieties about different things, start writing these organizations letters and different things. Start letting them know uh, what's on your mind. These people need help with different ideas as well. Uh, we put these people in these offices and different things and expect them to do everything. We must go to these organizations, tell them what our concerns are, give them some solutions so that they can better help our community. Because us going around here trying to move in karma and move in all these different types of places, well, if we were restored, then we won't have to go and be in competition with nobody, and then the planet will heal its own self, and we will be able to communicate with each other instead of always being at each other's throats, saying this and that is negative. We just need to find some positive solutions, and people, please, stop sitting at home. Get up and go do something. Oh, and I used to love riding the bus, so get up and go do something. We have to do something. Everybody right. have a wonderful day, and thank you, Cameron, so much for letting me speak, bro. All right. Good to hear from you. Thank you, sir. 317-239-9696. 317-239-9696. Caller on line two. Good morning. You're live Hi. on the air. Who's this? Hi, this is Kim. Kim, what's on your mind? Um, I um, have been holding on for a long time, and I absolutely don't have a problem with that because thank you. This I'm needs, sorry. This, this conversation, no, this conversation just needs to be, you know, had. It doesn't matter how long it takes. Um, um, but um, listening to that audio clip um, of the parent uh, meeting in Carmel, uh, it, it it was mind boggling. It was almost like listening to a modern day Ku Klux Klan meeting um, in a school district. Absolutely insane. Um, in Hamilton Southeastern, uh, you know, Carmel, they have proven time after time exactly why a diversity, equity, and inclusion officer is needed within a school system. Mm -hmm. That meeting is a tall tale sign wide. Um, it sounds like, you know, they just have a problem with denial and, you know, a case of the um, isms, you know, the racism, the elitism, the classism, the socialism. That all goes into politics, right? So um, the parent that was saying something about the politics, that's all political. That Their mindset is totally political. It needs to be removed. Um, so I am so glad that Carmel is taking that step. Um, and I also heard the parent say something that was, um, um, you know, when she said, what happened to best and the brightest? Excuse you, ma'am. I am a current educator in the Indianapolis public school system, graduated from the Indianapolis public school system, can compete with any teacher around America, let alone Carmel, and out-teach anyone. So it's not about preparing for the best and the brightest. It's about you knowing how to include your students and make them feel welcome as well. That should be before anything. So a lot of parents in that school system, system have a problem with Elitism, racism, classism, socialism. This is why we need to push forward. And I am so proud of our superintendent, Ms. Alicia Johnson, because she does up.
great job at making sure that our teachers and our students and our families are all welcome with diversity, equity, and inclusion within our school system. We have so many programs. I just think that Karma needs to come down off of their high horse and adopt some of those programs within the surrounding school areas that they, you know, might think, you know, they're better than, but that's mm-hmm. okay. But some of those school districts actually can lend a helping hand um, to them to get rid of the problem. But those parents are the fruits, okay, the fruit of the tree. And those students that live in those households of those parents, you know, they're the, they're, I mean, they're the, they're the fruit. So the, the parents are the tree, the students are the fruit. So can you imagine what mm-hmm. the fruit is going to look like in the future if they continue to adopt those same ideologies of their parents? It's going to be a madhouse. So I think that Carmel is taking the right step and that the problem is the parents don't want to see change. They don't want to see anyone that does not look like them or make the same money as them. Or no, they're afraid that people are making more money. There are more black and brown families that are um, staying together, getting married, moving in neighborhoods, creating um, wealth for their families. They don't want that change. So guess what? Get, 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 <clears throat> get rid of it. Get used to it because it's here to change and get over it because that diversity, equity, inclusion officer needs to stay. Thank, thank you so much for the fire, the energy, thank and you. the call, and for teaching our kids in IPS. Appreciate you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, 317-239-9696. 317-239-9696. Caller on line three. Good morning. You're live on the air. Who's this? Hello. Good morning. You're on the air. Who's this? Uh, this is Frank. Frank, what's on your mind, sir? Uh, two things. Uh, the one in Carmel, I'm glad to see that the diversity is coming up there, but but just go back uh, to history. Um, it always have been uh, that way. Uh, no inclusion when it comes to black people, brown people. Uh, they want to keep them little counties in uh, uh, like Danville, Johnson County. They, they, they try to keep those places safe uh, in their own little heavenly thing. I, I say it that way. Mm-hmm. But but, you know, I'm kind of disappointed when you told Larry that he can't call back in a month. Uh, I, you know, uh, Cameron, we have to be able to listen to somebody else uh, all the time. And uh, we gonna, you're going to have these uh, uh, some people coming by. But I'm old enough and wise enough to discern a lot of things that a lot of your callers will be saying anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, and, uh, everything that your callers call in and say, uh, I don't agree with, but but I listen to them anyway. Mm-hmm. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. No, everybody, everybody is welcome. It's when you when you go off the deep end every time you call. I can go off the deep end a couple of times, rock with you a week or two, maybe three weeks. But every time, sometimes multiple times a show, got to come up for some air. 317-239-9696. 317-239-9696. That's the number to call to get on the air. Caller on line one. Good morning. You're live on the air. Who's this? Hello. Hello, you're live on the air. Oh, hey, uh, I wanted to talk about the Carmel School District. The, um, the caller before the last one, she hit it dead on. Carmel, Fishers, all up there, Hamilton County. My son went to ha- uh, Hamilton Southeast. And, um, you know, I think the younger generation, the kids themselves, they get it. But the parents, you know, they come from a different generation, and we all understand the history of this country. Now, I have a friend that works in law uh, 
enforcement. And he said out his own mouth that the reason why Carmel and some of those areas don't like the diversity and the parents are feeling this way is because they don't want to see what's going on in Indianapolis school systems and with the crime and everything. They have this phobia or fear that it's going to come up there. They believe that uh, how they say you could take somebody out the hood, but you can't take the hood out of them. So when they see black and brown people coming up there, they believe that they're bringing this certain mentality, but they don't understand that every black person isn't in a gang. Every Hispanic person isn't in a gang. There's black and Hispanics that want to do well. They're making good money. So if you're going to live in Indiana, those are some of the best zip codes to live in in the area, and they want a good education for their children. So if those parents understand that every black person isn't a bad person, isn't a thug, that really wants to come and uh, uh, give back to the community and everything, they should be able to, you know, understand that. Because one thing for sure, and I'm done, one thing for sure is they want to win them state football and basketball <laughs> championships so that they'll let your black son come play up there for that. So they can't have it both ways. I think it's a hypocrisy thing going on here. You want to have our black uh, young men there to play on your sports but you're afraid of change. They they only want certain ones up there, I should say. All right. I appreciate that call and that perspective. Thank you so much, sir. Uh-huh. All right. Thank you. Uh, let, mm, let me – let's see. It's 8.53. All right. Let me uh, – I, I want to switch over to Hamilton Southeastern because the mood is different, and we want to recognize uh, what they're doing as well and the two black women who are also about to lead – uh, that school district. This is next door. This is Hamilton Southeastern. That's Fishers. Uh, that's parts of Noblesville. That's kind of parts of Carmel. Uh, for the first time, they have hired a black superintendent. And this is how parents are reacting. This is Awesome. Dr. Yvonne Stokes hasn't officially started her new job as the superintendent of Hamilton Southeastern Schools, but she is already being with a warm welcome. She has a great background. She's got a background in special education. She um, has a background with mental health, and that's a huge thing right now in our community. Carrie Black has two kids currently in the district. She's looking forward to the change after seeing several things she did not like during the current administration, including a directive from outgoing superintendent Alan Boroff, who urged teachers not to talk about Black Lives Matter in the classroom, calling it a distraction. Black says after hearing Stokes' introduction in front of the school board, she's already convinced their new leader will bring a new tone she's empathetic, that she's humble, and that she's resilient. And she's here to get the job done. For mothers India Elliott and Maria Howard, Stokes' hire hits on an additional level as she makes history as the first black person and second woman to lead the state's fourth largest school district. That's representation Howard's fourth grade daughter has never seen. She has not had a black teacher since she's been in the HSC school district, which is very important to me, which makes me quite excited about having a black superintendent come into the district. It stems beyond politics, right? It has nothing to do with um, being right or left winged. The important thing here is to see someone in a powerful position, someone in a meaningful and impactful position 
that represents me and ultimately my daughters. All three mothers cited Stokes's extensive resume, which includes positions at IPS, Munster, Blackford County, Marion, and Fort Wayne. They say her gender and skin color is a bonus, and anyone who disagrees should do the research themselves. They need to look at her resume. She is highly qualified, highly experienced. She has education, um, she has her bachelor's degree, her master's degree, and her doctoral degree. All right, that's what's happening there in Hamilton, Southeastern School District. A couple minutes left in the show. I think I'm going to take one, probably one more caller. Let's see who this is on, uh, on line one. Who There, you see a different, different response as we're not actually having a conversation about the districts needing to move forward or it's time to move forward. The districts have said it is. Let's go. But not everybody wants it. And, of course, we just heard from some people who are happy about it. Uh, 317-239-9696. Caller on line one. Good morning. Who's this? Hello? All right. I think we we lost that person. No worries. 317-239-9696. That's what's happening uh, as we move forward. So, uh, as you see here, you've got... The times are changing and they're changing whether you're uh, uh, going along with that train or if it's going to drag you. Uh, either way, it is going. Uh, what an interesting show. Wow. Uh, thanks to Leslie Gordon and Ashley Gervitz uh, for waking up early and telling us what's going on. Remember, they have the uh, location on the east side uh, for you to get. Uh, that vaccine uh, at their new uh, location that's not open yet for buses, but that they're going to first use it as a place to get the vaccine. Now I'm going to try one more time and take this caller before we uh, wrap up. Good morning. You're live on the air. Who's this? I think we keep missing each other. Three. Hello. All right. Um, that said, You've also got, I don't know, maybe I'm hitting something wrong with the phone, but it's still ringing. I can't hear anybody. Uh, all right. So as we get ready to wrap up the show, we'll be back next week uh, with more uh, conversation for you to chime in on. Um, there's a lot of things going on in the community that I want to tell you about, um, things that you uh, are going to really want to know, especially if you're looking for a way to get some new family pictures. I have a way for you to get a picture and then for it to benefit a good call. So I'll have all those details next week. And I think we're also going to talk about what uh, the community would like to see happen on the east side of town. That's where they have torn down uh, the oak tree apartments. And now there is calls uh, for plants, calls for ideas. So what do you want to hear on that? I believe those are the couple of topics I've already got lined up for us to talk about next week when you join us back here live next Sunday at 8. Remember if you missed any portion of this show, you want to hear yourself on the radio, you can go online search Open Line Show anywhere on any website that has podcasts. The show is there. You can save it, you can subscribe. You can also continue the conversation when we go off the air on Twitter. Just follow me at Open Line Show or at Cameron Little. We can talk all the time. Imhotep does. Michelle does. Come join the conversation there. Uh, for now on Hot 96.3, the music, the favorite music that you want to hear is Seconds Away. 
And Reverend Al Sharpton is walking into the studio to take over the airwaves on WTLC. We'll see you next Sunday live at 8.